0: With a definitive slice, Maul stared at the floor as he heard Obi-Wan's decapitated head fall and roll to his feet. His eyes glowing orange, fueled with victorious hatred. He could feel the dark side flow through him as he stood in the generator complex of the royal palace's hangar. No noise but the sadistic hum of his lightsaber. He sheathed his Jedi killing weapon onto his belt. As he began to walk away, he heard the whimpering of Qui-Gon Jinn who was still alive, snarking into the distance. He quickly turned. Raising both hands as if he were a conductor in a John Williams Orchestra, the two dead Jedi lifted in the air like limp noodles. He motioned his hands over the pit of the generator shaft and let go of the force, peering over the edge as he watched them float down the tunnel into the unknown. Having discarded them like the trash they were, he grabbed his telecom from his pocket, communicating with his master, Darth Sidious. It has been done, my lord. Sidious appeared as a hologram in Maul's palm. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. (laughs) Maul did a slight bow to his master as communication was cut. Staring at the ceiling, closing his eyes, he knew where Anakin was. Up in space. Grabbing his cloak from the main hangar where his fight with the two Jedi had ensued, he climbed aboard a larger ship of the Rebels so as to blend in with the others above flying to where he could feel Anakin would be. Upon Anakin's successful victory, Maul flew next to him and the other fighters. As he got Anakin's attention through the intercom system motioning to follow him, he told him Padme and the others were waiting just for him at a private location that was kept a secret for her safety. Hiding his face beneath the cloaked cockpit of his carrier, Anakin, flooded with happiness, followed Maul, falling for his trap. Maul told him to leave quickly, boarding his ship as he knew the coordinates to the others and didn't want to create a lead for the Empire who may be watching. Anakin blindly accepted and flew his fighter into the large rebel ship. As it swallowed Anakin, he could feel something was wrong. Why didn't anyone tell me this before? Qui-Gon told me to stay put on Naboo. Maybe he changed his mind, Anakin thought to himself. Once the doors to outer space shut behind him, Anakin got out of the cockpit and went up the stairs to the central navigation point through the glass windows. He saw a large chair at the center of the room overlooking the front of the ship and the galaxy. However, no one was in it. As he could feel the darkness in the room, he quickly turned to leave and get back into his ship when he walked straight into Maul, who had slithered behind him as he entered. Who are you? Where's Padme? Where's Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan? Are they here? You don't need her. As for your Jedi friends, you can find them disembodied down the reactor's core. I have sensed your powers. You are the one they speak of. Anakin began to cry. He looked to the floor thinking of an escape plan from the Red Devil, yet he found his voice to be so confident and powerful, even amidst the horrors they polluted something he secretly desired to emulate. You wish to become a Jedi, don't you? I can feel your emotions, young one. As Maul crouched to meet Anakin face to face, the only thing to change Anakin's mind was the promise to give him a better life than a slave, and to ultimately unlock his powers which he knew he had his whole life. Do You wish to save your mother? I know you don't want her to be a slave to that wretched, disgusting creature they call Watto. I can save her. I can kill him and make him suffer. I will release her to you where she will have food, shelter, and everything she needs. I can make you more powerful than any Jedi, than anyone in the galaxy. If what they say about you is true, under my training you will rise as my apprentice and be the most gifted force user of them all. We shall overthrow the Emperor and the Jedi. We will have our revenge, and then, only then, you will take Padme the way you will take anything else you want. Now, if what I've said does not entice you and you shall betray me. I will hunt your mother down, kill her, and Padme, bringing you their heads for you to stare at every night in your sleep while I make you my slave. I will make your previous life look like a warm dream compared to what I can do to you." Anakin was backed into a corner. He had no other choice. If what he said was true and Qui-Gon was really dead along with Obi-Wan, Anakin's primary goal was to become the most powerful he could be so that no one would take advantage of him able to save his mother, protect Padme, and bring peace to this world. Maul's eyes glowed orange through his hooded cloak. He peered into Anakin's blue eyes, his patience growing thin for an answer. He ignited his lightsaber, illuminating the room with a blood-red glow, bringing it to within an inch of Anakin's cheek. Not moving a muscle other than his wide eyes, Anakin stared at the saber with utter fear yet immense curiosity. The color was mesmerizing. The sound, the brightness of it, almost hypnotized. Maul raised the saber so that the hilt was in front of Anakin. If he took it and did not attempt to strike Maul down, then this was his test to prove his initial transformation as his apprentice. However, if he failed, he would use telekinetic abilities to freeze Anakin in place and kill him, as he knew you cannot trust someone if they show even an ounce of Trittorius loyalty once. Anakin looked up at Maul, waging his options. He knew he wanted power, he knew he wanted to save his mother. If what he said was true, then he was more powerful than Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, especially if they fought him as a team, and he still won. Perhaps he could use Maul, and when he learned everything he could, he could kill him and find Padme, freeing his mother from any control. He outstretched his small hand, grabbed the hilt of the lightsaber as it hummed with each inch of movement. He switched it off, and bowed. Pledging himself to the trainings of Darth Maul, his new master. Over the next 13 years, training heavily under Maul, utilizing his powers, mastering the acrobatics, learning the seventh of seven lightsaber styles like Maul had. This style in particular was the most difficult which harnessed the user's ability for proficient strength, speed, acrobatics, and athleticism. His body began to change, developing unbelievable muscle bellies and definition just like Maul had. Upon each large test, Anakin was tattooed by his master just like Maul had done once to himself and with the command of Lord Sidious. The Empire was completely unaware of Anakin's existence, believing him to have been killed by Maul on the Battle of Naboo with the other Jedi. Sidious was saddened by this, as he knew he was the Prophecy Reborn. However, he believed so greatly in Maul's abilities that he was able to look past it. Upon Maul's private time from the Emperor's dealings, he would travel to the homeworld of the ancient Sith Academy on Korriban, studying every single scripture and holocron passed down from the legendary Sith, such as Bane, Revan, Ragnos, and anyone else he could soak information from. Remember, Maul was as athletic as he was intelligent. He always understood the value of books, and to get ahead meant learning from those who had taken their experiences by writing them in the temple. He taught Anakin Force Lightning, although not his favorite attack as he believed in fighting your opponent like a barbarian would, up close and personal. He poured every ounce of knowledge in the galaxy that he could gather and get his hands on into Anakin. The Anakin we saw at the end of Revenge of the Sith under Obi-Wan's training was nothing compared to the Anakin who was completely unlocked, with no attachments to slow him down or waver his emotions under Maul's tutelage. His face covered in the Sith tattoos. He neither identified himself as a Sith, nor as a Jedi. Bearing a black lightsaber, free of all rule, he was simply a powerful user of the Force. Blending to his mood and bound by no code, his training was complete. Plotting to finally kill the Emperor, Maul led Anakin to Genosis where they would meet Sidious and Dooku, but known to them that Anakin was even alive. The time had come, they were ready. The night before the ship's arrival to their destination, Anakin closed his eyes to sleep, but he kept hearing whispers of a familiar voice. He couldn't make out who or what it was, only that it was calling to him. He got up out of his bed and walked to the other room of the ship, alone. He looked outside to the galaxy. Everything was quiet. Not a single noise other than the hum of the spaceship. An ominous blue orb appeared to his left where he saw the outline of Qui-Gon Jinn appear. With shock he stood still, not knowing what to do or think. Should he call his master? Should he strike down the premonition? Perhaps it was all in his head. He had been training awfully hard. Anakin, said Qui-Gon, you have changed. The events on Naboo have ultimately changed the fate of the galaxy and I am to blame for this." If I had perfected my skill and beaten them all, he would have turned to the light side under my training and brought balance to the force. Anakin's eyes began to swell with tears. The sight of his long-lost friend and potential master made him reminisce of who he once was and the path he was promised to follow. Anakin replied with a harsh voice that he had brought peace to the galaxy. He was bound by no code of the Jedi or the Sith and that he could do what he wanted. Qui-Gon assured Anakin that his freedom was not as well perceived as he had thought it was. Telling him to look at himself, becoming the very image Maul had plotted for him to become, Anakin fell short of words. Hearing footsteps entering the room, Qui-Gon vanished. Anakin looked to see Maul very dissatisfied and asking who he was speaking to. No one, Master. As Anakin went back to his bed, Maul locked the door and imprisoned him to his quarters until their arrival on genosis. Anakin sat in the dark, observing the last 13 years and what he turned into. Meditating on his thoughts, Anakin believed that there was a way out of this. He did not know what to do, or who to call, as the only person he had over the last 13 years was Maul himself. Almost like a prisoner, he felt he couldn't do anything. He tried to channel the Force and talk to Qui-Gon, hearing him in his head. Remembering Qui-Gon's face as if it were yesterday, as he kneeled closer to Anakin to tell him about midi-chlorians when he was checking his blood, it had seemed like a dream. So much had changed. So much had passed. He had been so caught up in the dream of saving his mother, becoming the most powerful user in the galaxy, and getting everything he ever wanted, so that no one again would ever bother him. He had turned into the very type of tyrant that controlled him and his kind years ago. Disgusted. He knew what to do. He had to bring balance to the Force, and the only way to do that was to kill Sidious, Maul, and Dooku. How could he do this? He knew he wasn't powerful to take all three on at once. He would have to do it alone. He looked back to his training the last 13 years, and remembered all the stealth-like moves Maul taught him. To think, breathe, and act like a shadow itself. As he opened his eyes, and Qui-Gon's voice vanished. He knew what he had to do. He grabbed his lightsaber, holstered it on his belt, looked to the air shaft above, and entered it, crawling through the ceilings, and finally looking down upon Maul's room. This was the moment, this was what he was waiting for. He had to kill Maul, intercept Dooku and Sidious, and do what must be done. With a single flick of his lightsaber hilt, he ignited it, cutting through the shaft and falling to the floor of Maul's room. But he was nowhere to be found. The room was silent. All he could hear was his heart beating at a steady pace. In tune with his emotions, he moved his lightsaber around the room as it hummed in each direction, casting a dim hue into each corner of the room. Anakin searched his feelings for Maul, but felt absolutely nothing. The dark presence was nowhere to be found. Hearing the noise, he pushed open the door, entering the main console, looking out the window as he saw Maul's ship speed off into the abyss. He ran away, Anakin said. That wasn't like Maul to run, especially from his apprentice. He continued to stare at the ship as it was swallowed by the stars. Sitting in his chair, thinking where Maul could have gone. He must have sensed Qui-Gon and was able to feel the shift in my emotions. Anakin left out of the chair. He's gone to meet Sidious and Dooku. Now that he knows I won't join him, he needed me. His whole plan all along was to train me as best as he could so that together, with my help, we could take down the Emperor and Tyranus. He's afraid. Either that or very stupid to think he can take them all on by himself. He knows I will look for him like he did for me on Tatooine. Anakin paused. Eyes fixed on where Maul's ship had drifted into space. His mouth wide open. Anakin moved to the center console, moving his fingers as fast as he could, opening the thruster's valve of the ship at full throttle, setting a course for Tatooine. His lips trembled as he whispered, mother. Knowing now that Maul was as evil as he was powerful, he would first make Anakin suffer for his betrayal by killing his mother and then taking his life after. He could not sit, he could not even breathe, thinking of what Maul could do to Shmi as he had promised when he had recruited Anakin first. He remembered there was one extra emergency escape pod on the lower deck. This pod would barely fit him, but it was very fast to escape danger in the case of an emergency. He quickly headed to the lower hangar, getting into the vessel and ejecting, setting a course for Tatooine. Anywhere on the planet would suffice at this point. As he looked behind him through the small window just large enough for his eyes to peek back at the ship, he could pinch it with two fingers. That was how fast he was moving through the desolate space. I'm coming for you Maul, your time is at an end! Not thinking of anything else, he meditated, knowing the fight ahead of him would be the most challenging and difficult he would face. He tried to see the positive in the situation, as it helped keep his fear at bay. He saw it as a warm up for Sidious Sanduku. after. He knew he was lying to himself, he was afraid. If there was one man who tormented, tortured and scarred him as a child, it was Maul. This feeling stuck with him no matter how old and powerful he became. After several hours, he could feel the planet nearing. Opening his eyes, he saw the giant sand-colored sphere grow in size with each star he passed. It had been over a decade since he saw his mother. He didn't know where to look. Knowing he needed to find that wretched flying creature who enslaved them both, he would start there, as that would be the only place he could think of for who would know where his mother went. Softly landing on the planet as the massive double parachute of the pod opened like the wings of a butterfly, he sliced through the door, impatiently kicking it open. Squinting, not having seen his homeworld for too long, he did not miss it. Nor the two merciless suns that would leave his skin raw when he was a boy, making the whip water used on him even more painfully searing. He knew where he was. By luck, the pod dropped him 20 miles from his hometown of Mos Espa. He would use the force to run it beyond human speeds, eyes blaring with fury and rage as his legs moved so fast it were as if he were floating on air. Seeing a Jawa in the distance, with his trail of stolen goods, some of which were speeders to his surprise. Knowing he needed to save as much energy as he could, he traveled to the little annoying creature. Without wasting time on formalities, one stroke was all it took. The Jawa sizzled on the charred sand as it twitched in five pieces, becoming motionless. Anakin boarded the bike. Without hesitation, he pushed to its limits, traveling faster than he ever could by foot even with the force. He could see the mirage of the town near with every spark of angst he had. Getting off the bike as it continued to travel in a straight line, crashing into a fruit stand and causing a scene, Anakin ran to Watto's workshop. Surfacing horrid memories, he ignored them and asked a slave where Watto was. The small malnourished boy, covered in grease, dirt and bruises, pointed to the outdoor cantina several blocks north. Anakin looked ahead. He could make out the silhouette of a fat, floating, waspy, bug-eyed creature socializing with other aliens over a drink. His heart racing, he didn't grab for his lightsaber, yet, for he wanted to deal with his former master with his bare hands and new abilities. Watto looked at Anakin with his mouth agape, his drink falling to the earth with a shatter as his friends, including Savolba, wondered who approached. Eyes glowing orange. Anakin walked up to Watto and grabbed him by the throat, almost piercing through his oily bearded neck with his grasp. Several of Watto's friends grabbed Anakin's shoulders until they began to combust from the inside out, screaming in agony, disintegrating into the ground until nothing was left but bones and flaming hair. People screamed with fear as they all ran in opposing directions from the scene. Watto's eyes bulging from their sockets, he tried to speak, saying his mother was on a moisture farm not far from here. Anakin let go of his grasp. How do you know I wanted to know about my mother? There was another just moments ago at my shop. He asked me to tell them, covered in a black cloak and hooded. I couldn't see his- swaddled wings laid on the floor along with his legs and hands. Nothing but an egg with a head as he oscillated on the ground, shrieking for help. Anakin kicked him in the mouth as blood began to spew from where his broken teeth were. He looked down at Watto and said, Now you feel some of my pain. Walking up to a nearby onlooker, on their speeder, he pushed them off as he raised one leg to saddle the vehicle. He sped off for this moisture farm, only hoping Maul hadn't found it yet first. Traveling for what seemed like an hour, as the second sun began to slowly set, illuminating the darkness of the planet. He saw black smoke protrude from a home in the far distance. With a terrible feeling, he wished the speeder would go faster. Having topped it out the whole trip there, three bodies laid on the floor. They were unrecognizable, only that one was a man with no legs, and the other two were a young man and woman. Their remains weren't even human looking anymore. Faces completely disformed, limbs missing, gashes on the parts of their body that weren't burnt alive. Even for Anakin, this was pure evil. His stomach sank at the sight. He didn't care for them, only in the hopes that his mother was not there. He walked into the home, which was still partially on fire, mostly reduced to charcoal by now. No sign of his mother could be found. The place was empty. Walking back to his speeder, he noticed a piece of paper laying in one of the burnt, severed hands. The arm was blackened and almost skeleton-like, however the paper was untouched, almost brand new, with the exception of char marks, of course. He pried open the crisping fingers as they fell apart, opening the paper it was a note from his mother, she was alive. She had managed to write him a message before Maul took her to genosis. It didn't look like her handwriting, but maybe she was in a rush as she was getting the paper before Maul took her, he only hoped. He's baiting you, Anakin. He said to himself as he stood up to get on his speeder and find the nearest ship. He knew Maul was waiting for him on Genosis as planned. Most likely with Dooku and the Emperor. This meant he had to take on all three of them. Nothing could get in his way now. He had to fulfill the prophecy. What about the other Jedi? Perhaps they could help. He had too much pride to ask for help. Besides, his powers were beyond that of any Jedi. So he thought. This was something he had to do alone. Anakin Qui-Gon's voice appeared as Anakin sped through the cold desert night. Anakin, go to Coruscant, seek help help from from the other masters. If you go to Genosis, I cannot help you. Where were you all these years to help me anyways? Anakin said through his teeth as the wind hit him in the face, watering his eyes. Where were you when I was a child, alone, afraid, helpless, slave to that devil? Where were you when I needed you? Anakin, I couldn't interfere, I was unable to interfere. I'm the most powerful Jedi ever, I will bring peace to my new empire. So enraged he felt like he was going to explode, approaching a small village of sand people, he stopped his bike to slaughter every single one out of pure rage. Women, children, men, young, old, it didn't matter. Anakin harnessed every part of the force, light and in between. He was truly free, unbound by any code. Once his spree had ended, which didn't take long at all, he got back on his speeder as he covered his mouth with his robe, coughing as he inhaled all the floating pieces of char from the bodies he'd just mutilated. He was approaching Mosespa again, but as he looked to his left he saw a ship. It was medium sized but it bared the Imperial logo. Anakin quickly turned and stopped in front of the lower door, as at least fifteen droids walked in, out, and around the ship, loading cargo. He put his fingers to his lips and whistled as loud as he could, shouting how much he hated the Empire. The droids reacted fast, pointing their guns at him, all fifteen standing in a semicircle around him. Anakin loved this feeling. He closed his eyes, ignited his lightsaber, and threw it like a boomerang, as it spun like a laser propeller, slicing everything in its path, returning to his grip before every droid fell to the floor. Impressive, young boy. Surely you are strong in the force, my young Jedi, said a deep voice in the darkness of the ship. I'm no Jedi. Show yourself, said Anakin as he raised his lightsaber in defense. A red glow emanated from the darkness of the ship as a black cape flowed down the ramp. Anakin knew this was Darth Tyrannus, the former and fallen Jedi, Count Dooku. Bearing a curved lightsaber, he approached Anakin, what do you want, boy? Perhaps you should run off to your mother. His face twisted as he said the next sentence. Unless... she's a little too tied up to help you. Said Dooku as he laughed at Anakin, showing him a hologram of his mother, unconscious and beaten badly. Did you think Maul kept you a secret this whole time? The Empire knows everything. I was sent here upon Lord Sidious's request to bring her to Genosis. However, this is a turn of events. You were much faster than we anticipated. Anakin had heard enough. Their lightsabers creating a show of lights like fireworks. Dooku continued to taunt him. Your skills are nothing. Nice. Perhaps you failed as a student, but then again. How good can you be with that pet of the Emperor Darth Maul as a supposed master? Do not worry boy, I will take you to her. Maybe you'll be just in time to see her head fall before you. His lightsaber dropped. Anakin had harnessed Black Rage and sliced half of Dooku's face off at a vertical angle. As he dropped to the ground, Anakin cut the Sith's head and held it by the hair, staring at the noseless face, or whatever was left of it. He moved all the droids out of his way with a sway of his hand harnessing the Force. Boarding his new ship, he tossed Dooku's decapitated head onto the floor, holstered his saber onto his belt, and set course for genosis. He was truly ice. He had no emotions left. He was a machine. Knowing what he had to do and how to do it, he sped off into space, leaving his home planet behind as he got smaller in the distance. There was just one thing left he had to do. Kill Darth Maul and the Emperor. (laughs) Anakin sped through space as he sat back in the pilot's chair cutting circles into Dooku's severed head with his lightsaber as it rolled on the ground. The smell of the cooking flesh began to annoy him, so he kicked it into the corner of the room and turned around to face the ship's destination. Course was set for genosis. Shouldn't be long now, he thought. All he could think about was the hologram Dooku showed him of his mother, and the note which said that they also had Padme. A small part of him was excited to see her, even though she was held captive. It had been over 13 years, after all. The last time he left Tatooine, he had told his mother he'd be leaving to become a Jedi. Only hoping that she would understand his life and the choices he was forced to make through Maul. None of that mattered anymore. He knew his duty, and it was going to be the hardest thing he had ever faced. As he paced the ship, thinking of different scenarios that could unveil when he would fight Maul and Sidious trying to anticipate their moves and come up with different strategies. He lingered on the fear of Maul unleashing his powers and even if he did kill his master, he still had the Emperor to deal with. All of Anakin's life, he felt a large buildup within him. Even when he had not met Qui-Gon or the others, before his life was turned upside down, he knew there was a rage brewing within him that he had not tapped into, and was almost beckoning for him to let go and release it. No matter what happened to him, the torture Maul put him through, the pain of not seeing his mother, the fear of not being able to survive under the harsh conditions, he still could not break. He tried so many times, so many moments passed where he felt it slipping felt himself finally letting go, no matter the anger or the loss he experienced. The only extent of his reactions would be tears or anger, but the bottled up feeling never went away. Like a big sneeze that would just constantly linger at the tip of your nose, taunting and teasing, but never happening. Anakin stood as the planet approached, its bright, rusty sand-like complexion glowing in front of his face like a growing orb. He set coordinates to land where him and Maul had originally planned to intercept Dooku and Palpatine. Throwing off the cloak he was wearing, he didn't need it, nor did he wish to stay hidden any longer. Thirteen years was long enough. Grabbing a small sack with a drawstring, he put Dooku's disfigured severed head and sealed it in the bag. He couldn't wait to throw it to Maul's feet. He readied his lightsaber on his belt, stood and faced the front of the door of the ship as he landed, pressing the gate to open, his eyes still, face stern, and mind ready. The Force was with him now. There was no turning back. As the doors opened, his eyes were met with the piercing light of the planet's sun. As he landed on a roofless, suspended hangar on the side of a mountain, he put the bag on his back and walked down the ramp of his ship, entering the largest opening of a man-made cave he had ever seen. Looking around him, he saw no sight of anyone, his force powers extremely attuned to his surroundings. He made sure his footsteps made no noise. He could hear whimpering from around the corner. With every inclination of his soul, he wanted to see who was in pain, but he knew it would have been just a trap. Waiting behind the corner of the stone wall, he placed his hand by his lightsaber just in case anything were to happen. Maul and Sidious, after all, were the galaxy's most skilled at the ability of stealth and hiding their presence. This was his moment. From here on, everything would change to his favor or the Sith's. The fate of the galaxy rested upon his shoulders. Upon this very moment, He could feel the rage build up even more now, as if it hadn't marinated enough on the ship to the planet. Like carbonated water in a tin canister, he couldn't wait any longer. Swiveling around the corner, he ignited his lightsaber, only to see nothing. No one. He was standing in some sort of gargantuan oval room. Perhaps a thousand people could fit in here, he thought to himself. His lightsaber was the only thing making noise, sheathing it back onto his belt. The place seemed familiar as if he had been here in a past life, looking around, guarded, seeing nothing or no one, except a small hexagonal round object with string laying several meters away from him at the other end of the room. He knew what that was, he ran to it, bending down as he covered his mouth with one hand and picked it up with the other. Dooku's head swiveling in the bag from Anakin's shoulders and back to the middle again as he stood upright, his eyes beginning to turn orange with hatred as they leaked tears streaming down the crevices of his face. It was the necklace he had given to Padme 13 years ago on her ship with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. He remembered how she said she'd keep it forever. It looked burnt and charred. His mind raced as he could feel a darkness blanket the room like a sea of evil drowning every ounce of air. You, he said in a defiant voice as he turned to face his old master. Darth Maul stood at the end of the room with his hood shadowing his face. Where are they? Anakin yelled. You're going to pay for what you've done. The rage was not slipping. It was the most uncomfortable feeling he had ever experienced, as if someone had to vomit but nothing would come up. He stared at Maul as the assassin's eyes glowed orange through his hood. You betrayed me, said Maul. And you yeah, ran, ran, replied Anakin, like a coward, coward, because you, you know, know I'm more, I'm more powerful, powerful than you or your order. puppeteer sit From behind the shadows, a shadow darker than it had emerged, cloaked and hooded in black with pale hands outstretched through the sleeves of his robe. Blue veins like ice protruding from the Emperor's fine skin as the tail of his cloak floated effortlessly behind his every smooth step. Anakin could only see his lips, they were thin and cracked as they curled up in a sinister smirk. As he stood slightly behind Maul, he pointed to Anakin with his small, long, thin finger. The prodigy has arrived. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. (laughs) Maul uncrossed his arms and slid his cloak down his broad shoulders as it crumpled on the floor. He pushed it away using his mind, tossing it to the side of the room the hilt of his double-bladed lightsaber twirling in his hand as he grabbed it from the belt of his tunic. Anakin took the bag off his back, opened it, and grabbed Dooku's impaled, half-cut face by the hair. Tossing it in the air and slicing it immediately with his lightsaber, holding both halves of the head with the Force, he threw it to Maul with vicious speed who looked disgusted with a slight smirk on his face as if he had enjoyed it. The Emperor, shocked at the evident death of Dooku, who was supposed to have returned by now, stared at the face not with disgust but with a look of dissatisfaction, as if he were insulted that he even gave Dooku any training at all to be killed so easily. Anakin's voice echoed heavily through the chamber, I'll do the same with your head, my master, and then yours, your highness." As he looked towards Sidious with a cold gaze, almost lifeless, Come, said Palpatine. As he looked to the corner of the room, which led to another smaller pathway, as two droids came out holding a carbon box, Palpatine motioned them towards Anakin. As the droids walked over to Skywalker with the package, Anakin taking no chances crushed them using the dark side, then threw them back at the Emperor, who literally disintegrated it without moving a muscle just inches before his face, as his eyes began to glow gold from deep within his hood. The box lay on the ground where Anakin had crushed the droids several feet in front of him. Pulling the box towards himself, he questioned the purpose of this act. As the Emperor's voice echoed throughout the room, Open it. Inside are the tools to set you free. The tools to complete your training, to make you my apprentice. Maul quickly turned to face his master, confused and perplexed. Sidious continued, I had planned all along for you to be trained by my apprentice, thinking you were kept secret so that he could overthrow me with him. But I had planned all along to bring you here, to set you free. Test yourself to see if you are worthy to learn the true power of the dark side. This is why I had you encounter Dooku first. He was your first test. I am sure you can guess who is your second. The third and final test will be to kneel at my feet and pledge yourself to my teachings. However, first you will open the gift I have given you. Unlock your powers, young Skywalker. Anakin shocked at the level of planning for over 13 years that the Emperor had schemed and manifested into reality. Everything he had planned to happen was happening before their eyes in real time. He was truly brilliantly evil. Anakin could feel the box calling to him. Could this finally be the tool he needed to make him the most powerful in the galaxy? Perhaps opening it would give him the power he needed to kill Sidious and Maul indefinitely. He had control over his powers, he wouldn't be turned to the Emperor's servant. He walked over to the box, inching closer with every step. Anakin, Anakin no! no! Jedi Master Mace Windu and Master Yoda had appeared behind Sidious and Maul, both their lightsabers at the ready, illuminating their shadows with purple and green. Open, Open the, box, the box, you said Yoda in a very serious manner. This was the first time Anakin had seen Master Windu and Yoda since the Jedi Council had briefly tested Anakin's abilities with upon Qui-Gon's request. Qui-Gon communicated with Master Yoda from the other realm. He told us everything that had happened. We had to get here before the box was opened. Anakin didn't understand, what was the deal with this box? Was it some ultimate lightsaber that could cut through other laser swords? He didn't understand, but he knew he didn't respond well to orders by anyone. Listening to himself, he walked to the box, ignoring Windu's cries to stay away while Sidious beckoned for Anakin to do it, to become the most powerful force user in the galaxy, telling him if he didn't, he would regret it. Forever, Mace and Yoda rushed Sidious and Maul, all four entering in the most amazing fight of the galaxy. The red blades swirling all around purple and green as Yoda flipped, jumped, and bounced off walls matching Sidious' speeds while Mace harnessed his abilities to use the dark and light sides of the force, keeping up with Maul's every move. They both had mastered the seventh form of lightsaber combat, however Mace's variant called the Pod used a slightly different style than Maul's circling each other and switching opponents when the time was right, Yoda and Maul outdoing each backflip and acrobatic move with the next one as Mason is entwined in a dance of death. All that could be seen were colored orbs of light moving faster than any other creature could even keep track of. Anakin wanted nothing more than to kill them, but he wanted more power than anything else. He wanted it more than seeing his mother, or Padme for that matter. He wanted his destiny to become a reality, to turn himself into the most powerful entity in the galaxy. If that was what was in this box, and that could help him, even slightly, he would take no chances. Crouching in front of the package, holding Padme's necklace in his left hand, he used his right to slowly open the first lid of the parcel. The room went black. Time stood still, the necklace making a silent noise as it dropped from the trembling hand. This world was indescribable. Nothing was visible. Only pure, bubbling black. Echoes of the fighters emanated in and out of this realm, lightsabers humming through parallels. Know the truth. Learn to let go. Don't look back before you go. Before you leave. His eyes opened. They were not blue, orange, or red. They were black as if his pupils had dilated beyond the eye's corners and into his brain. Anakin was no longer Anakin. He was something else, something the universe itself couldn't explain. He was larger than life or death. He was both at the same time, finally free. What Plagueis and Palpatine had accidentally created him for from his birth had become real. His training was complete. Walking over to Maul as the Jedi Masters and Sith Lords continued to fight, completely beknown to them that Anakin had opened the box to find the contents within. Anakin pushed Yoda and Windu into the wall, melting the stone around their bodies so that they could not interfere with what was about to happen. "'Skywalker, don't give in to the hate!' Mace yelled as he tried to break free from the wall that swallowed his limbs, forced to watch and incapable of doing anything while Yoda was in shock at what he was seeing. Maul and Sidious faced Anakin as he walked towards them, his lightsaber on the floor behind him with the box and Padme's necklace. Maul smirked and readied himself to fight as he noticed Sidious back away in fear, running for his ship docked on the platform overlooking the second small hangar by the circular window, running with a look of shock on his face he had never seen before. Confused, Maul looked back to see Anakin an inch away from him, wondering how he moved so quickly across the room without him sensing it. Maul backed away, peering into Anakin's black soulless eyes when he looked down to his stomach to see an entire arm through it. Feeling unbelievable pain as the hand retracted, he turned around bleeding all over the floor to see Anakin standing behind him, dropping to his knees as he screamed into the ceiling while the Chosen One caused Maul's eyes to burst into flames so hot that the blood charred before it could even spill out of his orifices. The Jedi Master on the wall shut their eyes as they couldn't watch any more of the horrid scene happening right before them. Anakin placed both of his hands on Maul's head, his horns protruding around Anakin's grasp, pushing inwards, breaking the horns off and squeezing Maul's head into itself. As it oozed blood pouring out of the new cracks of his skull, Maul fell to the floor, lifeless. Anakin had no facial expression, not even anger, he was purely the Force, being bent at the will of the user. As Sidious began to board the ship, he put the thrusters on full blast to set course for a planet as far away as he could. Hearing the roar of the jet engines, he sat back in his chair, closing his eyes, wondering why it was still bright in the cockpit. It should have been as dark as space already as he had opened his eyes to see he had not moved at all. In fact, his ship thrusters were indeed on full blast, however, it was suspended in the air, not moving. As if it were tethered to an anchor the size of a planet, Anakin controlled the ship, moving it down from the ledge and onto the ground in front of him between him and the box. The Emperor's spaceship split into two with a screech of metal and other alien materials separating at their molecular bonds. Palpatine hovered in mid-air, unable to move, floating towards Anakin. His powers were far beyond Maul's, but still, no match for Anakin's new unlocked abilities. Before Palpatine could even start his sentence, the lower half of his jaw had broken and dislocated from his skull, hanging like a rock on a thin string. His hands outstretched as his arms began to hug himself, but in the opposite directions of his joints, breaking all of his bones as he started to implode. Screaming for Anakin to stop, wishing for him to stop, Anakin's arms outstretched, he yelled a godly roar at Sidious. As the Emperor's skeletal system turned to fragments of dust, his eyes watching as his nose melted from his face and evaporated into the air. Feeling the pain of Anakin in his soul as the very pain that was inflicted on him physically, all he wished now was for death which was coming for him fast. As his body disappeared into nothing, the two halves of the ship finally collapsed on the floor, denting the ground with its weight and immense size. Skywalker was like a god. Yoda had never seen anything like this in all of his existence, neither had Master Windu. As Anakin turned around, his eyes returned to their normal shade of blue again. He collapsed on the floor, face first, unable to move. Yoda and Windu harnessed the force to break through the stone barrier now that Anakin had been subdued. Yoda placed his alien-like fingers on Anakin's skull, quickly removing it as if touching something hot. Anakin's temperature was beyond scolding. It was a wonder as to how he wasn't dead as Yoda felt his throbbing pulse. Mace walked over to the box, curious to see what was inside as Qui-Gon had never told them. The contents. Standing over it, peering into the cracks with failure, he knelt down on a single knee, unfolded the flaps and fell back. Yoda turned to face Windu. Go, go, we must. Take Skywalker with us to Coruscant. Much training to the path of the light, he does. Burn the box. Bring it with you. Do not. The Jedi did as he was told by the wise master. Grabbing their cloaks, they entered the ship with the unconscious Anakin, setting course for the Jedi Academy. Thank you all for watching this complete trilogy. I hope you all had a great day. I'll see you all in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, remember... The Force will be with you. Always.